You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back, visionaries. I am so excited to sit down with you for another solo episode. So a few weeks back, I recorded a solo episode all about what it's been like moving from the big city of Toronto in Canada to a very, very small town in Ontario. And you guys really loved that episode. And it was so cool to actually hear some of you give me feedback saying you like the solos, that they're a nice mix up to the interviews. And some of you even saying you actually only listen to the solo episodes because you just want the behind the scenes scoop on all things going on. And you know what? I really relate to that. Um, a lot of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, I actually skip a lot of the guest interviews because what I find is that I'm actually there to listen to the podcaster, right? Like I really like them. I like their personality. I like just listening to them talk. And so for me, their solo episodes tend to be my favorites. So here we are. We are back with another solo episode. And I just popped two of one of my favorite supplements, the new chapter Lion's Mane Complex. So these are reishi mushroom capsules. And I've been kind of addicted to these things for like, (laughs) I don't know, a few years because I have that entrepreneurial monkey brain that goes one way and then the other way. And then I have 500 tabs open and then I'm sending an email and then I'm writing a blog post and then I'm creating a new course. And it might be ADD. I don't know. I do hear that a lot of the entrepreneurial personality type is ADD, ADHD, autistic, whatever it is. I've never been diagnosed, but these supplements actually help to just keep me focused a little bit. And this is not sponsored by them, not sponsored by New Chapter, but um, hopefully I'm, I'm getting into a mellow brainwave state. <laughs> Normally I would put on some binaural beats on Spotify as well, but you know, I'll spare you listening to music while you listen to me talk. But anyways, let's get on with the show. Today, I want to chat about the peaks and valleys of diving into your own business. So really sharing those high highs and those low lows that I've encountered over the last five years and to try and give you a real life perspective on what it's been like, because 
We have a tendency with platforms like Instagram or Facebook to actually show so much of the good that comes alongside this adventure that we call life, right? We show ourselves traveling. We show ourselves dining out and sipping a really fancy cocktail. We show ourselves in action, recording our podcast, feeling good. But how often do you actually pull out your camera and record yourself while you're like bawling on the floor because you just got some bad news or perhaps you um, are just having like a really low day because of what's going on with this collective global experience and, you know, my intention in sharing this episode is not to like you know, pour my baggage on you, but it's just to give you a real life snapshot of some of the valleys that I've been through in order to be able to experience some of the peaks. Um, and I'm sure you can kind of understand this analogy, like valleys being those low times, those times when you just feel like you're beneath the earth and you're in kind of this dark place. And then on the contrary to that, the peaks where you're like at the top of the mountain, you feel like I've made it and you're on, you're literally on a high, right? And so, yeah, I want to just pull the curtains back a little bit and share more about that because I'm sure you've seen that meme before that shows you the path to success and it kind of shows what people think it looks like. And it's like this straight arrow pointing upwards. And then there's this moment, uh, it like, or sorry, not moment, but there's an image right beside that. And it says what it really looks like. And it's like this totally squiggly discombobulated line. So, you know, it's like, we see one thing in successful entrepreneurs or in people that we follow and we think, oh, it must have always been easy for them or they've probably never encountered hardship or, you know, the path has just been illuminated the entire way. When in reality, I know this by interviewing so many entrepreneurs. I know this from talking to you, from my own journey, from those that I am mentored by. What it really looks like is sometimes total chaos, to be honest. And I've I really am grateful to have heard these stories, these real raw truths in what it's like to grow a big business or even what it's like to grow a small business and that it's not always linear. It's never linear. I don't think it ever is, but that's tending to be what people see um, on the outside. So today I have perspective and I can kind of look back and say, okay, so the valleys that have, that I've encountered thus far, they certainly serve a purpose. Like nobody gets to the top without having gone through valleys. And so I truly am a believer that they shape you every peak and every value. It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows where we really learn what we're made of and we learn who we are at our core. And I know that I've gone through the valleys so that I could learn these lessons. I could build thick skin and resilience, which I believe I have, and really to become more empathetic for my clients so that I can sit here today and say, oh, you're also going through that. I get it. I know what it's like. And, you know, I think the only reason that I have a successful client focused business today is because I do get it. I do empathize. And when you have a launch where nobody signs up, when you teach a 
masterclass, when you have one person sitting on the other side of the Zoom room, when you show up to train a client and they don't show up and they've canceled on you five minutes before your appointment, like I've been in all of those places. And although these types of things feel like they are wounding you at the time, they feel devastating at the time when you're in those valleys, I promise you that so much of your wisdom is actually going to come from that wound. Okay. Like the wound, when nobody responded to that email you sent out, you're going to get a lot of wisdom from it. The perspective is coming. And so it's important to be reminded of that before you quit on yourself or before you feel like you're just, you know, never going to get out of the dumps because we have to have that perspective that every challenge, every pain point that we encounter is actually there to teach us something. So You know, for example, this is an interesting example. Growing up, um, so back in like elementary school, middle school, high school, I remember specifically some people in my life, um, they would say to me in a really, really negative tone, oh, Kels, you're always so positive, like in a bad way. And it would be like, why are you always just happy? Like, why don't you gossip with us? Or why don't, why aren't you a complainer too? Cause I would always kind of, um, only contribute good things or show my best side, I guess, because I truly was a happy kid growing up and I'm a glass half full kind of girl. And that's actually one of my business's core values right now is glass half full. And those comments, those little wounds or looking back on them, those valleys that I encountered, those really affected me. Like when people say comments about your character, as in you're too positive, um, because they want you to bitch and complain more and gossip more, um, because apparently that's what bonds people. Well, that comment stuck around with me for so long. And the story that I told myself was that in order to have friends, in order to cultivate relationships, I need to show more of, you know, the negative side of me because people bond over negativity and toxicity. And it was, you know, something that I actually did change about myself. Um, I thought that I had to change who I was in order to be a person that was liked, but it was in working with a business coach of mine that I realized that that superpower was actually my wound. So my wound that I thought was a negative quality about me, that I was too positive, is actually my superpower. That me being positive is actually what I've built an entire career around. That thing that I tried to hide about me or suppress or that thing that I thought that I shouldn't do, even though it was really fundamental to my personality type, that in perspective was actually something that I needed to bring out in an even bigger way. And that even though to me, that was a valley. Now I look back at it and I say, no, this was leading me to my peak. That thing that I was made fun of for is actually something that, um, is going to send me to the top of my own mountain. And so I share that story just because I know we've all been through 
that wounding phase of our life, like whether it was a comment or an action from somebody or thoughts that you have about yourself, there are often gifts in your wounds. Okay. Um, the fact that I was made fun of for being too positive. And now it is literally my job to be positive to my clients and to coach them through starting their online business and to show up for them as a rock when they feel like everything else is out of control. And now I can say that is my full-time job. I'm living proof that your gift is in your wound. And so that's just one example of the valley turning into a peak. And I'm actually going to share many, many more examples of the dips or the valleys that I've been through just to showcase and be vulnerable with you that if you're in one of those dark phases right now, if you're going through a dip in entrepreneurship, and this is something that um, our past podcast guest, Jen Pike, she talks about the dips of entrepreneurship and how real it is. And same with our upcoming guest, Rivers Corbett, um, you know, thinking that a successful entrepreneur like him must always be on a high, always have peaks. And he's like, nah, it's not like that. Like we go through bouts of dark days and for him, it was depression. And there are a lot of valley, valleys that are coming your way. Um, and we need to learn how to equip ourselves and to maybe just hear stories from others to know that uh, when we're going through these valleys, we are not alone. It is something that none of us are immune to, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And sometimes you truly do just have to ride them out. And then when you get that chance to have perspective, to say, what was the learning opportunity here? What, what part of me grew from that? So I'm going to dive in now and share some of my personal valleys um, that have really led me into the business owner that I am today. So here we go. Uh, I would say valley number one is being let go from two of my dream jobs in my 20s. So back in my 20s, I was lucky to find two incredible jobs that I devoted a lot of time and energy to, and they were truly dream jobs in my eyes at that time. And when you get awesome career paths in your 20s, you're kind of on a high, right? You're making some money, you're meeting cool people, you're on cool projects. And so the first time that I had my dream job and then I got the call that our whole team was being let go. It's definitely an ego hit. And luckily I went through that with a group of people. So it wasn't a personal attack on me, but it also meant that that thing I had been talking about and bragging about was all of a sudden taken away. And it was like, what is my identity right now? And how could this possibly have happened to me? If you've ever been let go, you know that it feels devastating, but it actually set me free to go pursue something bigger. And that bigger was going to work for another company, another dream job. And so I was out there getting more incredible experience in the field of marketing, which I now work in. So I'm so grateful that I got let go from that first job to send me to that second job to advance my knowledge in the industry of marketing. And then four years in, I got the call 
and I was being let go. And this one was even more of a blow to my ego because I drove around a branded car. I dressed in their company apparel every day. I basically sustained myself off of their protein powders and supplements. Like, you know, we just didn't eat. We just drank the powders and the smoothies. It was maybe not the healthiest thing. (laughs) I hesitate to say that as a holistic nutritionist, but it was the truth. Um, And for lack of a better term, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. And so when I got let go from that job, I didn't see a why in that. I didn't see there's got to be another job for you. However, weeks or maybe some months later, I realized it had actually given me permission to move on and to chase some other dreams that I had, including starting my own business. And so now I have a lot of perspective and I'm so, so grateful that I got let go from every job I got let go from. But at the time, I'm telling you those valleys, they were not fun. Like laying on your couch, crying to your roommate or to whoever's around you at the time, it feels pretty devastating. But, you know, the the peak that awaited me on the other side was this freedom and this opportunity to go decide what I wanted next. So that's one that I feel like a lot of you can relate to. Maybe you are actually unemployed right now. Maybe with COVID and this collective crisis, you've actually been out of work for over a year. I want to remind you that this could be the greatest opportunity of your life. This could be the chance for you to see what industries are thriving right now and go there. See where people are spending money right now and create an offer or a product or a service for them. You have been set free over the last 12 months and maybe you didn't even like your job anyways. So go chase that next dream. Um, In my case, I was forced out of it, right? got let go and I didn't have, um, like unemployment income coming in. So I had to make a decision. I had to start generating income for myself. And, uh, it ended up being one of the greatest peaks of my life. Okay. The next Valley that I want to discuss is a big one. And I know some of you are encountering this right now. Uh, or if you're earlier into your business, like you just started putting yourself out there, you're launching your first course, you're just beginning to get visible. Um, this might not be happening to you yet, but the more you grow, the more wind you will catch. So they, there's this old quote that says, the, tall, tall, the tallest tree always catches the most wind. And if you think about what that means, it means that if you grow above the rest of the trees in the forest, as in you are growing personally, professionally, you're starting to put yourself out there, you're starting to tune into who you really are and make bold decisions and set boundaries as you rise up, you are going to catch more wind. You're going to catch more negative comments. You're going to have people coming out of the woodwork saying ridiculous things about you. And some of the valleys that, um, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this before, just because it's, um, a personal matter is the mean comments that will be said about you when you are more of a public figure. And I by no means am really like a public figure per se, but I do share a decent amount of my life and my 
thoughts and my opinions and my belief systems, I share that online so that people can get to know me as their business coach or as their marketing coach. And I want to make sure that they can see into my brain, they can see who I really am so they can make a qualified decision to either hire me or to go work with someone else, which is totally fine as well. And, you know, as I started to share more openly with my community and to really let people in on who I was as a person with no mask on, with no guard up and to truly just step into myself and to show more of that, I actually began to receive a slew of mean comments and feelings uh, or comments that were essentially rejecting my opinions on things. So it's interesting because these can come from a wealth of people. They can come from your family. They can come from your friends. They can come from acquaintances. So people who barely know you, and they can come from total strangers on the internet. A quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. You know, this didn't happen much in the first couple of years when I was building my business, but as I started to share stronger opinions, I did get some really interesting messages. And, you know, just to give you one example, um, as many of you know, we moved six or seven months ago, we moved to a small town and just in my daily Instagram storying, I was kind of sharing uh, what I was up to walking down to the river behind my house. Like just to put this in perspective, we live in like a two bedroom home, like nothing crazy here. We did find a lovely property on the river, but again, we live in a tiny town in Ontario. And, uh, I guess my actions of showcasing this new home actually triggered somebody that was watching me and they proceeded to send me a voice note that was essentially tearing my business apart. And, uh, it really ended with saying like, you know, Kelsey, we can't all afford to buy a home in COVID. And like, I don't really know where this comment came from, but obviously it impacted me like somebody who tore me a new one. And then basically, um, like just decided to not celebrate this amazing chapter in mine and my husband's life, but instead to really criticize it and tell me that, you know, like good for you, but shut up. <laughs> um, like it's like what people don't actually see is the fact that Dave and I were 31 when we bought our first home. We waited a really long time. We lived in pretty much a bachelor's apartment in Toronto for the last seven years, saving money. We don't spend on frivolous things. Like we don't have stuff. Um, 
And it's like to judge somebody so quick. And, you know, this is just one example, but to judge someone so quick for a decision or an action they made, it makes you realize like people, they don't truly get you and they don't truly know you and they will say whatever's on their mind, but that's a mirror, right? That's a mirror to them. Like they're obviously going through something in their life. And, you know, I've shared the little story before about when I was working at Vega and I was starting to deliver um, consumer trainings and retailer trainings on the product. And after my very first training session, I handed out feedback forms basically saying, how did I do as a speaker? How did I do as a trainer of this product? And I got comments being like, you sound so much like a valley girl. And, you know, I would have learned something if your voice wasn't so annoying. And again, it's like I started to rise up. I started to really step into um, a role I'd never taken on before, which was public speaking on behalf of the brand. And there I caught wind, right? And so I have so many examples of this. I've shared things on Instagram before that are just my opinion. And people have come at me saying I'm wrong or that, you know, I'm this, this, and that. And sometimes I just have to ignore it. And honestly, at this point, I've built up thick enough enough skin that I can disconnect what that person says from my actual character. And I know that, you know, you can think whatever you want of me, you can say whatever you want, and I just don't care, right? Your opinion doesn't matter to me. There are a handful of people whose opinions actually do matter, but strangers on the internet are not one of them. So there's valley number two. Um, I'm not sure if anyone can relate to that one, but you know, if you've ever had someone criticize you, then I see you, I feel you, and you know, I hope that you can rise up and find courage through that. Um, Valley number three, so let's move on to the next one, is when you're creating awesome content and you're showing up big in your life, but nobody is listening. Nobody's listening. You feel like you're putting so much out there. You're launching an online course. You are opening up your small business. You are starting to um, enroll people for your network marketing business and nobody is paying attention. It's literal crickets. (laughs) Um, So, you know, these are moments that I've been through more times than I care to count. What feeling like, what the hell is the point? when only one person is paying attention or worse, zero people are paying attention. Like literally zero people showed up to the webinar and I'm still going to teach it. What that's teaching you to do is to reconnect with your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you chasing this dream? Why are you launching this Etsy shop? Why are you starting a business? Because the truth is not everybody's on your timeline. You're not just going to open your doors and have hundreds and thousands of people flocking to you. You're going to be building this business one client or one customer at a time. And sometimes that customer doesn't show up. So you have zero in front of you. And your job as the business owner is to show up and do it anyways. And to get back up tomorrow and look for that next customer and to not quit just because nobody's listening. Because if you truly believe in your mission and your vision, you have to get out there and share it until you have that army of your first 10 customers, your first 100 customers. And like I said, they're not on your timeline. So they're not just going to show up and pour all their money at you the moment you open your doors. So if 
you feel like nobody's listening, I get that that is a pretty dark and stormy place to be in. Um, it can feel impossible to continue to create content when it seems as though there's not an audience building. And like I said, I've been there. I've taught spin classes to one person more times than I can count. I've taught essential oil classes to zero people, just the owner of the studio that I was renting. Um, I've taught online trainings where, you know, 30 people signed up and one attended and they weren't even paying attention. But I still showed up and I gave it 110%. And through all of that, I've realized that just showing up and um, building confidence in yourself as a business owner saying, doesn't matter who's listening. I'm going to be here. I'm going to teach anyways. I'm going to show up and know that your army of support is building one person at a time. It's never about bl blasting a message to thousands and thousands of people. It's never about, um, you know, only showing up when you get hundreds of supporters. Sometimes there's just going to be one, but you know what? That one person might have the keys to your kingdom. That one person might have access to 4,000 customers that they want to introduce you to. So you don't know who that person is. Treat them as if they have a connection for you. Um, show up even when there's only one person or zero people chase your why so diligently that nothing will make you quit. And if you don't have a why, if you don't have a vision, then really get back to the drawing board. Maybe um, reach out to me uh, to see if maybe the visionary method is a good fit for you because your vision is going to keep you um, hard at work on creating the business or the life that you know you want to live in. And, um, it's important to stay showing up even when you don't you even when you feel like nobody is listening. All right, let's get into valley number four. Uh, valley number four for me has been this interesting blend of imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, and feeling like, am I really the best in my industry? I've always grown up feeling like a jack of all trades and a master of none. Like I never excelled in one sport. I played them all. I never had one best friend. I had lots and lots of friends. I never uh, picked one niche when I started my nutrition business. I wanted to help everyone. And that's I think just the curse of the multi-passionate, but I do believe there are gifts in that as well. Um, so for me, like feeling like a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades and a master of none gave me a lot of imposter syndrome because I saw people around me who were way more specific, who only focused on a certain subset of um, a niche or a small percentage of the population, but that wasn't me. Like I, I really had a keen interest in helping a variety of people. And what I realized was that people weren't buying me for my specific niche. They were buying me for the elevated energy that I was bringing. And if you're in the client services industry, you'll kind of get what I'm saying here, but people often are buying your energy or they're buying what they see in you. So Yes, you may not be the best sports nutritionist, but perhaps you are the one that's most enthusiastic, that's most supportive, that's most energized when you show up for your client meetings. 
And so I had to go through a lot of comparisonitis, I'll call it, where you're constantly comparing yourself to others going, why are they growing faster than me? Or why do they have more clients, but they've been in business less time than me. And here I was the Jill of all trades trying to please all people, but it really felt like it was going against my nature to, um, to focus on one area. And that's since something that I've had to change uh, and evolve slightly and realize that there are many ways to build a niche. There are many ways to become an expert. And that doesn't just mean defining people based on one quality trait. Uh, for me, it's realized that I help a certain type of person who has a very particular problem. It doesn't matter their geographic location, their age, their, um, you know, characteristics as a human being necessarily, but it is in the type of person who is ready to exchange for my energy. So I don't know if that really makes sense. Um, that one is a bit more obscure, but if you are the multi-passionate person, if you feel like you've got a lot going on and that in turn, maybe there's just not a lot of clarity in what you do, uh, there is hope. And really figuring out what sets you apart, what your unique brilliance is, even though you may not have that super tight target market of only athletes, only vegans, only people wanting to go paleo. There is always a common trait of all the people you can help. And your job is to figure out what is that trait? What is that kind of through line of the community that I'm building? And the final valley or the dip that I want to share with you is one that I often talk about, which is that feeling of loneliness, that feeling of nobody quite understands me, um, and just kind of this emptiness that comes alongside pursuing a vision. Because the whole energy around being a visionary is that you're kind of imagining a future that doesn't yet exist. So you're kind of living in the future, but then when you sit down at your desk to work, you have to come back to the present. And when you go out with friends and family, you're in the present because a lot of them, their mind doesn't operate the exact same way that yours does. And there is this curse of entrepreneurship. And I've heard you know, some of my biggest mentors say this is that you'll always feel misunderstood or you'll always feel like people don't get you and that's okay. That's something that you have to accept. Nobody quite sees, quite sees the vision like you do. Um, nobody's inside your brain. They can't read your mind. And in fact, a lot of people are happy living in the present day, um, you know, just doing their thing. Or some people live in the past and that's where, you know, the depression kind of sets in is that they're constantly reviewing the past. But for me, I'm, I'm in the future and I'm dreaming what could be better, what's possible, um, what can we do when no limits are placed on us. And uh, I've had to consciously find community around me that thinks that way as well, because otherwise, <laughs> uh, sometimes you, you don't have that outlet. And so if you're someone that's going through a dip or a valley of just feeling alone in accomplishing your vision. Um, I want to remind you, there are people like you. 
Um, and now that we're in the 21st century, there's no excuse not to find those people and to connect with them. For me, I joined a high level business mastermind of visionaries. Like it's the most incredible thing. And yes, you pay a lot of money to be part of a group like that, but it's worth it. It's worth it to plug in and find your people and They always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I say, if you're the most visionary person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I had to go find that room of people who actually dream bigger than me and who are creating pretty epic shit in the world. So for me, that's been a valley because oftentimes I'll close my laptop at the end of the day and I'll just feel alone. Like I'll look around and say, who do I call to celebrate this big milestone in my business? Because most people will not care. And that's just the truth of it, right? Like if you are not an entrepreneur, you probably don't want to listen to me talk about my business highs and lows for two hours, but I could talk about them to you for two hours. And so it's been something that I've wrestled with for a long time, sometimes feeling misunderstood or people just genuinely not interested in my business. So they never ask me about it, but me taking that as you know, once again, I'm kind of left in that lonely space because I love asking people questions about their life and getting to know them, but you realize that not everybody cares about what you're up to and that's totally okay. So there you have it. There's my five valleys or dips that I've been through. And, you know, I hope this just reminds you that there is hopefully a lot of uh, learning opportunity in each of these valleys. Uh, The peaks are on their way. They're just on the other side of the valleys. And, you know, as a reminder, we are made of those high highs and those low lows. It's those moments that we learn what we're made of. We learn who we are at our core. And it's in those valleys that we learn the lessons and build the thick skin and become more empathetic as a leader in our business. So I hope that uh, shares a little bit more about my life. And if any of those are relatable, please head over to Instagram. I'm at Kelsey Rydell and you can send me a quick message and we can light up a conversation there. I love hearing from you all and I wish you all the best until I see you next week. We're back with another interview. So in the meantime, have an incredible and visionary day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method Business Coaching Experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.